Well, our day, and I'm sure yours, would not be complete without talking to this man, U.S. Heavyweight Champion, Magnum T.A. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. Well, thank you very much. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, the competition is always the finest right here in the NWA, and right here on the Superstation, we've been bringing it all together. You know, I want to ask you a question. Ric Flair, the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, the situation that took place between you two last week, uh, he says he wants true competition, yet he would not wrestle you. Well, you know, I don't know if that was some kind of little psychological ploy of his. I don't know exactly where the man's coming from. I realize he's a tremendous competitor. Uh, wait a second, please. He is here, you the know, man we're talking about. I heard J.J. Dillon make one statement in the last 15 minutes that was correct. When Ric Flair takes time out of his schedule to be on a nationally televised program, he dominates it. So when I walk out here... You keep your mouth shut. You understand? Now, you made the mistake of attempting to embarrass me. You made the attempt to insult me. You made the attempt to climb the ladder to reach the top without paying the proper respect. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You and your rinky-dink chain and your pumped-up muscles, this, as I said earlier, is the greatest sport in the world. I'm wearing the big one. You keep your mouth shut, you're going to find yourself in the ring in a minute, too. You want to climb the mountain, you want to be where only one man is, then, brother, you put up or you shut up. Put your name on the contract, become a star overnight. Believe me, just the privilege of wrestling me will put your name in the book along status symbols like Dusty Rhodes and Harley Race, Wahoo McDaniels. Anybody that's ever enjoyed 60 Minutes with me, brother, is a man and can walk the streets in this great sport and hold his head high. You haven't been there yet. When you're ready, I'll let you know, Daddy. You know, I don't need my name put in any book. I'm the United States heavyweight champion. I'm the number one contender for that belt of yours. And last week it was you that called me out. And it was me that called your number and you walked away. I did you a personal favor that I won't do again. I gave you the opportunity to walk out of this station, the U.S. heavyweight champion, undisgraced and still on a plateau that makes you in your eyes and your eyes only a tremendous man in my eyes you're a contender for this you see if you'll allow me yours is silver mine is gold weighs 10 pounds and represents 80 years of the greatest athletes in professional wrestling. It's me, Daddy, that's going to make your chimes ring when I decide and only when I decide. The fact remains. No, no. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. This You're going to have to deal with this situation. You know, it's real nice to stand out here on national television right now and talk about being the greatest. You are the world's champion, and that's just great. But I haven't had the shot as of yet. And until that day comes, it'll only be talk. But you'll get your chance, and I'll show you what I can do. <laughs> Looks like the world champion to me, baby. What about that? Magnum TA, Nature Boy Rick. It's got to happen. It's got to happen.
Two champions right out here, and Magnum TA is still with us. Some of your comments. You know, as a man, he obviously has a tremendous amount of pride in his championship. And, well, he should be the world's heavyweight champion. But the fact is, he isn't going to push me in any corner because I know what I can do, and I know when I get my shot, Ric Flair, you're going to have more to deal with here than you've counted on. Words from U.S. heavyweight champion Magnum T.A. interrupted by world heavyweight champion Nature Boy Ric Flair. The PWR presents What If. What if John Cena turned heel? What if China became the first woman world heavyweight champion? What if Owen Hart never passed away? What if Magnum T.A. never got into a car crash? What if Hulk Hogan stayed with the AWA? What if Shawn Michaels signed with WCW? What if WCW won the Monday Night Wars? What if Vince McMahon's WrestleMania failed? What if... <laughs> what is going on there, Reflection Knights? <laughs> what is going on there, the piece of PWCites? What is going on there, the Harmonyites? What is going on there to all the ites all over the world? The left, the right, the Dems, the Repubs, the Israelites, the Ham- Hamasites, the Russianites, the Ukrainites. All the ites all over the world. <laughs> and it is my evil laugh. It is my laugh where I change the future. I change the course of history. And you know why I laugh like this, Reflection Knights? The 12 that rise strong, the Magnificent 7 that rise strong since day one, like day one Donnie, like Greenpeace, like Phyllis Scott Wood, like the Gooch. I don't know if Gooch is going to be day one anymore, TW, because I haven't heard from Gooch in a long time. You know, he messaged me today. He did? Yes. Did he say, tell the professor I said hi? He didn't, but I will tell him you said hi, and then he'll tell me to tell you hi back. He sent me a video that I had seen before of Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss doing spot for spot what looks like a scene from a scary movie or one of the sequels to scary movie. Yeah, the scary movie sequel fight. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. But you know what? Tell the Gucci. I said, where the fuck you been? That's all. That's the exact words. Where the fuck you been? That's all I need to know. But anyway, need to hear that. But again, that's because I'm laughing evilly. <laughs> Welcome to the PWR podcast here at the PWL. Well, I'm going to say PWL Networks. See, I'm changing the course of history right now. We're not on the PWL Networks. No, 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 no. We're on the Hameen Media Group at Podbean.com. And of course, we're sponsored by the PWC Network at Podbean.com. And sometimes we're on the Big Beetle brand at Wixsite.com. <laughs> and sometimes we're on the YouTube Networks at 8-Track Brown. You know, well, you know what? I'm going to give them a pass right now, Reflectionize, because you know what? We're going to dedicate this show to 8-Track's grandpa, who sadly passed away a couple of days ago at the tender age of 89. But you know what? I'm not going to get into any details, but at least he is reunited with his wife of so many glorious years up in heaven. So you know what? 
we're dedicating the show to 8-Track Brown Gramps. So for you, this is for you, Track, all right? So we're going to do it for Track. We're going to do it for the Reflection Nights because y'all love this type of episode. You love this type of subject because, again, I do the polls, CW, and the polls say that this genre of the PWR that we do is the number one requested subject that they always want. So I'm going to give the Reflection Nights what y'all want. We are doing a what if. It's funny, I haven't numbered the what if, so, you know, we, we're almost, we should be after 10. We should be close to the 10 mark of the what ifs because it's pretty, it's been a pretty new concept, but I try to give what ifs maybe every month, maybe every, like, you know, couple of weeks. I need to keep it fresh. I need to keep the subjects fresh. So it reflects, again, slide into the DMs of the professor, not in that way, TW, but slide into the DMs. Slide into the bonds of the professor, what? No, I did not say bonds. I said oh. the messengers. Because if you got suggestions, I get suggestions about what is, so I keep them in the labs. But you know what? It's apropos that we do this one. But before we even talk about the ep- the episode we're going to do, I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. I must introduce myself so I can get younger because the gray's right here. I'm getting like a TW with the peach fuzzy or gray right here on the chin. You know, I didn't do Movember. But you know what? It, I'm, fo- I'm, I'm not trying to follow TW. I'm just It's just happening here because gravity is taking course. But anyway, I am the most charismatic one. I am also studious one. I am the effervescent one. But most importantly, I am the glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC, Pemetry. The only objective man in this political hemisphere. Your friend of mine, the Professor Shabelle Cruz. And I'm not here alone to change the course of wrestling history. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother. The conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, dum dum doing his own Dr. Frankenstein himself. Second time. Oh, Los Brutos time. Tommy Wonder, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. I, uh, I'm cold because I cannot stand this weather. Um, gearing up for quite a few trips in the next month and a half, month and three weeks. Uh, one of them is not to anywhere warmer, which is Washington, D.C. I was going to wear my capital, my new bench warmers. It's it's a jersey that looks like an NBA jersey, but it's the hockey. And I have a Red Wings one and a Capitals one. I was going to wear it. Then I thought, you know what? I'll wear it when I get back. But, uh, you know, mo- most, of the, most of the big leagues all share that same company where they do their designs. So I think yeah. we're all I think they're all sharing fanatic right now. I think we have a deal. Right. This isn't NBA. fanatic. This is a this is like I believe I seen it on Facebook for the first time. It might have been Instagram. But it's called bench warmers. And they make basically it's a basketball outfit, but made for hockey. And so you get matching shorts and all that. But they're like I looked into it a, a year ago when I first saw it. And they were like 70 bucks, $69.99. I was like, absolutely not. And they had the Black Friday thing going on, Cyber Monday, whatever it was. And I got one for $29.99, which I thought, eh. And I had to pay like $7 shipping. And when I did that, they gave me another 25% off. So I bought a second one for $19.99. And them sons of bitches charged me shipping for that one too. Which, whatever. Of course. They they get you every time. You got to go to the store. Or you got to go to the game itself. After that, in the January eighth-ish that weekend, Uh I'm making my long-awaited 21-and-a-half-year return 
California. I'm going to try to turn a conservative while I'm there for four days. Uh, but that's going to be awesome weather. I've never been to San Diego. That's where I'm flying into. And I hear it's beautiful, so I'm going there. So if one of our nine reflection nights, eight of nine that prefer this format of what if, if any of them are in San Diego, hit me up. Well, uh, you know, you know, next level podcast on vet. The vet is a California, you could say. He's yeah. California, so and you then know. at the end of January 21st, I make my annual trek to Miami and then on a cruise and I make my long awaited return to Jamaica, man. And Grand <laughs> Caymans, I've never been before. See, those yeah. are going to be warm days and i'm going to miss i'm going to spend seven yeah seven how, i don't know something like that seven or how, six how days. many how many action figures have you sold to do all these trips man that, that's None, i'm going to die in debt that's just the way oh. it is oh, okay and, but and, i'm going to spend 11 days of january which is one of the two worst months of the damn year for people like us on the east side mm-hmm. of this country and I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend some time some warm weather instead of in this freaking cold. Unfortunately, and I've said this to Chris two years ago when we went to Miami the first time, almost three years ago, I said I'm not going to Miami in January no more. He's like, why? I go because it makes February even worse in Michigan when you come back. It's brutal. It is, but you you know what? This is why Reflection Ice. We got to pump out all these episodes because January 2024. We're going to be on a little bit of hiatus here and there because, you know, T.W.'s not going to bring his tablet. T.W.'s not going to bring his iPhone because he's going to enjoy himself. And I'm going to let him allow him to enjoy himself because I'm not, you know, a ball buster. I am not, you know, an evil boss of bosses. I am the most (laughs) fairest of them all. So he's going to enjoy his vacations. He's going to enjoy his trips. You know, he's going to enjoy his booty You get Goots to do a show with you. Like I said, send them the message. Where are you, motherfucker? I haven't heard from you in a long time. That's all I said. Where is Gooch, the motherfucker? But anyway, neither here nor there. Love you, Gooch. Love all the Reflectionites out there. But anyway, neither here nor there. So, again, TW, we are going to do what the fans always love us doing. Changing the course of history. The what-ifs. The, the most popular series in the PWR, you know, playlist, if you read. And, you know, I... I didn't pick a doozy because I I would say this, honestly, TW, and I think you would agree with me because you listen to some nostalgic podcasts. You listen to like OVB podcasts. You have seen this subject on the Facebook fan pages of nostalgic wrestling, uh, you know, uh, groups and stuff like that. This subject has been said, you know, damn near everywhere. And it was apropos. That the PWR podcast had to chime in. That the PWR podcast had to perfect it. That the PWR podcast had to give the right direction, the right answers, and change the course of history for the better. And what is that subject, Reflectionites? You already know this if you're on the Facebook groups. You already know this if you're on Twitter. You already know this if you're on OVP. But that subject, TW, is simple. What would have happened? Or what if Magnum TA? Terry Allen himself never got into that car wreck in 1986. And TW is holding a vintage action figure of Magnum TA. Is that, did that just come out this year or that's? Yes. Oh my. Well, Magnum TA is going to get a, a good royalty check out of that. But up on my wall is another one of Magnum in uh, WWE version. This is Power Town Wrestling, not WWE. You know what, TW? We're going to go in like. A couple of different directions because you know, not only reflectionites, are we gonna book Magnum TA after 
he was going to win in Starcade 86. That was a given. He was already groomed to win Starcade 86, Night of the Skywalkers against Nature Boy Ric Flair. But it dawns on us, TW, that we should start not with Magnum TA himself, but with the uh, contemporaries, if you will. Because we got to ask that question. I don't think really a lot of, you know, the nuanced podcasters like OVP, and I'm not, it's not a dig. It's just, I don't, I think they focused on Magnum TA so much because, you know, that subject, you know, it's telling because of what Magnum TA brought to the table as a professional wrestler. But what, I'm going to show you that question, but let's talk about Magnum TA before the accident, TW, because, you know, Magnum TA we, we can't lie, Reflection Nights. He had the porn star stash. The name itself was an homage to Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck, and all that stuff. He was, I wouldn't say he was discovered by Dusty Rose, but Dusty Rose was smart enough to pluck him out, I think of the Bill Watts territory, or maybe the Florida territory, to bring him home, if you will, to Jim Crockett Promotions in the Carolinas, T.W. So, you know, what are your fondest memories of Magnum T.A.? Because, again... He had a presence. He had the charisma. He had the sex appeal for the women. And of course, the women screamed for him. This wasn't like the screams of the Rock and Roll Express or the Fantastics, like Teeny Bopper type of thing. This was like women who were with their husbands. Like, that was your pass. That was, Magnum T.A. was the, right. the wife's pass to hook up. In he, the whole he, he created cougars, is what you're saying. Yes, he created the Cougars and, and all that stuff. So what's say your fondest memories or just what did Magnum this, TA brought to the table? This right here, which is also right there. Mm -hmm. And right. I see I see the US belt. I there. See, I see a heater. That belt. That belt. The, the just to know, like I never really got to see Magnum wrestle before his accident. Like that's kind of my it wasn't my introduction to him because so I had bought this poster. Mm -hmm. It was a poster magazine and you unfolded it and the whole thing unfolded somehow into one side was Magnum TA life size holding the United States championship. And the other side were two half posters. Like if you decided to go that route, mm -hmm. I think it was road warriors on one side or up and then down was whatever it was. And I took that poster I think it was on my wall. Didn't Magnum just had a look, right? Like if you, if you, he he would have been their Hulk Hogan had he not got hurt, I believe. Mm -hmm. But even better because a he was handsome. No offense, Hogan, but you were balding. And b he wasn't a monster. He was a big guy that could go. He, you know, he could work. And he was. They tried. You know, this is going to be a pretty easy what if because. They tried so hard to replace him with so many different people that it never worked like it did with him. And mm -hmm. he even was so popular, like you said, not just with the the guys didn't even care that their women were screaming at him. They're like, but he also invented cucks because they would have been fine with their wife banging him, right? Yeah. Um, he was so popular that one of the most hated bad guys became one of the biggest good guys because of his accident like it, it, it he was that good he had it and i think his accident hurt not only obviously him but it hurt the nwa i don't i'll, I'll say right off the rip if he doesn't get hurt nwa does not sell and become wcw that's my first absolute take because i mm -hmm. think he would have been the guy who got more eyeballs on 
on Southern wrestling from the North. I think people would have saw him because Magnum TI was over. And I remember seeing that dude and thinking, is he related to Tom Selleck? Like I bought in all in because he, he looked the part, man. He looked the part. He was one of two wrestlers who could wear those boots. And it didn't make me fucking want to throw things at my TV. Like the guys with no knee pads, him and uh-huh. dusty. Um, he's just, he was, he was it, man. He was, and he's such on all accounts. I've never, ever, obviously people are going to not say bad things about someone now, but he's, he's, I've never heard anything but him being an absolute stellar human being. Just like someone you'd want to be your friend. Absolutely. And again, with, with that, like you said, you was introduced a little bit later. Maybe you heard the, the, the after mags and the accident and all that stuff. And you went backwards. I already seen him before in the mags, but I'd never seen him wrestle. And then right. when he had the accident, I remember that being like the front cover of PWI or the rest or maybe all of them. And that's when I read up on it. And I just thought, man, I, I felt because 86, I'm, I'm not even 13 years old. You know, well, I am by his accident. His accident's October 14th of 86. But uh-huh. I'm 14 years old, and 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 I had been in wrestling only for a little over a year because 85 was WrestleMania two, and I, I started watching after WrestleMania one. No, 85 was one. Yeah, yeah. So I started watching in 85. So I've only been watching for about a year, and uh, it even I felt like I missed out. Like like this guy'd be on my Mount Rushmore, I think, if if he hadn't gotten hurt or. Who knows? Maybe this is just revisionist history, and we all think he's a little bit better than he was because of the accident. Maybe, but you know what? I have to credit my brother on this because you know he was collecting the wrestling magazines, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Inside Wrestling, the wrestling, all that stuff. So I got introduced to Magnum TA that way. I got introduced to Magnum TA with the the VHS cassette tape of the Star of Star K eighty five, the I Quit match with Tully Blanchard and all that stuff. I know TW did not like that match when I, I asked him to watch it. When we did one of our episodes, he said it was kind of boring. But anyway, that's what made him, you know, get over with a lot of fans because of that feud per se. Again, you know, he his promos had passion. His promos was Americana itself because he was kind of like, you know, it wasn't presented as, you know, he was Dusty's son, you know what I mean? But he was, you know, Dusty put him over. Dusty gave him the seal of approval. So if Dusty is the American dream, he's American himself by default, no matter what. And also, he got a lot of respect in 1986, TW, with the Best of Seven series against Nikita Koloff for the United States title, where he was down 3-0 fought back to get it to to the to the sudden death seventh you know series you could say the seventh game he the lost clincher. it yeah you know, the seventh game clincher he fought all the way back from 3-0 down and he lost you know again controversial all that stuff but with that loss like you said like people say you gain with a that, star that is born. a star is born because people recognize that and of course he was groomed to become the next NWA champion but Reflection, actually, you know how we do this. This is going to be a wild card because this what if has a lot of parameters and TW kind of hinted on it with one segment of it. But I want to leave that a little bit last because that's the business side of the NWA because TW said something that I kind of agree with. If Magnum TA was did not get into that accident and was booked to be the heavyweight champion, maybe NWA wouldn't go out of business. But I want to say that's the last TW because I want to focus on two wrestlers in particular you already said it with one but i want to do it the other way because not a lot of people go into this this subject tw because again 
Everybody focuses on Magnum TA. But we have to ask this question because if Magnum TA never got into that car accident, let's focus on this one. And you know where I'm going with this. Woo! Nature Boy Ric Flair. You know, he's already 16 times, officially 16 times, but we already know he's like 21, 22, 23 times former heavyweight champion of the world, like all that shit. But, you know, there was one time, again, you know, it, it was kind of funny because in 1984, he was supposed to lose the NWA title to David Von Erich, and then circumstances beyond everybody's control switched it to Kerry, and then, you know, they, death. Death yeah, switched that's, it to Kerry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking for you to do something with that since you're the gatekeeper of death. But that's, got, that's your, that's your job. That's, on the belt. that's your You're the note taker of death. I wanted you to say that. So anyway, again, Ric Flair I dodged the bullet, you could say, in, in that instance. Or he's the curse. Again, I don't know. But let's talk about it from that standpoint. If Magnum TA was groomed to win at Starcade 86, what would have happened to the legacy and the career of Ric Flair? Would he, would he have sniffed 16 times? Would his legacy, would the patriarchy legacy of the nature boy Ric Flair reach its zenith? Well, I guess if longevity, you know, since he's never wanted to retire at 73 years old. He maybe, might yeah. still have one more AEW world title run. You, we could say that right now, but again, the circumstances is different because we're talking about his legacy from the start. What, what point. was he at, rain wise? In '86. Yeah, I would. He would probably three. It would three. Be, yeah. And then he fought. He fought Nikita instead of Magnum that month. That month. That one, right? Like Nikita yeah. sub for him, and he mm -hmm. didn't win. Right. Um, I think if he beats. Flair no, no, but let me, let, let, let me just change let me change the question because, again, okay. like I said, the question would be, what would Ric Flair's legacy would be? Would he, A, be 16, you know, that 16-plus time heavyweight champion, and B, would his legacy reach that zenith that we're talking about right now? I don't know. That's, that's I think so. Thing. It just would have been different people because I, I think he absolutely wins it back from Magdalene because that's what they did. Right, okay. you you want it from Harley, you lose it to Harley. You want it from Dusty, you lose it to Dusty. You want it from Magnum, you lose it to Mag. Whatever, the other way around. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's how they did it. It's it's that's that's almost why. Like, I'll be honest with you, if wrestling was seasons, I'd be more impressed with sixteen-time world champion. Right? Oh, mm -hmm. I even throw AEW flowers. Is that what the kids say? Give them their flowers. Yes. So I was reading today that this Continental Classic, which. I, I don't know how classic it is, but uh, whoever mm -hmm. wins it gets that belt. And next year, they do it all over again, and they have to win the, the tournament again. So if someone was a 16-time Continental Tournament champion, I would be more impressed, right? Because that would have meant uh -huh. he won 16 tournaments. To be a 16-time world champion means you had to lose it 15 times and inevitably a 16th time. So I'm not that impressed by it. Um, I, I, and going back to early NWA, if you won it once, you won it at least twice, if not three or four times. And I didn't like that. I'd also, to be fair, don't like, where you at, man? Come on, man. I'm right here. I'm right no, here. To be fair. To be fair. I don't like people holding it for eight years straight either. Right? Like it's, it's just at that point. You're very fickle. See, you're a fickle fan right now. Uh, you don't like it either uh, way. There's a new NFL, a new NHL, a new NBA, a new MLB champion every year. And sometimes guys go back to back. 
I'm fine with someone being back to back. I don't. I didn't want Tampa Bay to win three cups in a row for selfish reasons, but it, also they cheated. They circumvented the cap two of the three years. So I'm glad they lost in the third. And you had the COVID shutdown, but that's another podcast. He, if he beats Flair for the belt, and there's also, it's maybe he doesn't even beat Flair for the belt because the the money's in the chase, right? They had that stigma to him. But if he beats Ooh, Flair for the you're, belt, you're, you're already changing every. You're putting a lot of what ifs in, in you're spiraling I'm, out I'm of control saying, right now. I'm not convinced he was winning the belt in the first place. But had he wanted to answer your question, Flair's definitely winning it back. But now who he wins and loses it to changes. Like, and by the way, you said about David Van Eric, completely forgot about that. I wasn't even thinking Ric Flair for this. And then he's possibly going to lose it to Magnum. Magnum has a career in a car accident. Doesn't. Then he's going to lose it to Sting, and he tears his fucking knee on that steel cage of the Robocop episode. It's postponed six months. Then he's going to lose it to Luger and leaves and goes to WWE. So you know what? Flair is the reason all this shit happens so very flair is a voodoo priestess you could say that's yes. what it is he's oh, okay. he's a he's flair shango <laughs> there you Papa go Flero. Oh, oh okay so i you know that that's one quandary right there and that's just four people i'm sure there's others yeah but again again the what if will be about magnum ta but right. we had to talk about you know the elephant in the right. room no, which is rick sure. flair because again to me the, i'll put the a bow in this i don't think he can, he reaches 16. I if, think if Magnum no, no, wait, 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 wait. champion sells out everywhere, no, no, no. they're not taking the belt off. You're you already kind of answered my question. You already like said my answer because I think again they were trying to put stock in Magnum TA. You already said it, and a lot of people said it themselves. Jim Crockett and Dusty Rhodes wanted their own Hulk Hogan, and Magnum TA was the closest to being the next Hulk Hogan as there were there ever was, and being better. Luger didn't reach the the Magnum TA status. Sting it took took a little bit more into the nineties to to gain that kind of legacy. It took Hogan turning bad. That's what it took. Well, that too. But again, again, I'm just trying to be fair here. You know, you know, the PWR is always about being fair. But it took Sting a little bit longer. But Magnum TA was ready, willing, and able to take the torch and take and it over. to the next level and be old. And he was over. So again, from that standpoint, that's why I say. Flair might not reach 16. Probably would have been down in the... He'd probably be in that 9 to 12 How many did he win in WWE? Two. That's... 14 of them are NWA? Technically 14 or technically like 20. But again, I'm not, I'm not counting anything. But again, neither why here nor they, there. Why did they shorten it to 14? Because he lost a couple in Mexico. He lost a couple in Japan that, that never was recognized. But again, mm -hmm. that's because there wasn't no cable. There was no internet. There was no social media to... You know, say what the hell's wrong with y'all, Crockett? He lost there and all that stuff, but that was just doing the favors and all that stuff. But again, same thing happened in WWF because Backlund did not have a six-year straight reign. He lost to Inoki. I told you that story too, and they never recognized it. But Inoki rec and Japan recognizes it. So again, another show for another day. But we talked about Flair a little bit. That's why I said Flair might not have reached that sixteen. He'd probably be in the nine to twelve range, in my humble opinion. I'm putting an abbreviation on that because again. There's another name in that equation, TW, and you kind of like hinted on that. He turned into a good guy, but I think that was the career killer. I don't care what anybody says. It was a career killer for him because at the point of – no, no. Short term, it was the best thing that happened for Dusty Rose and the superpowers and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. 
But long-term, it was a career killer because of what he brought to the table. Nikita Koloff. We have to talk about that elephant in the room because, again, short-term, yeah, he, was, he, he beat Magnum TA. We already know that. But I think long-term, with the, the way the world was, TW, you have to be honest here, the Cold War and all that shit, you know, maybe it would have turned good when it was convenient when the, the wall went down and all this bullshit. I'm not, I'm not getting political right here, but you know where I'm going with Right. He turned good too early in that instance. He got Americanized too early and too quick, but we understood we understood the circumstances because of the respect he had for his greatest enemy, if you will. I got that. Don't get me wrong. I got that part. But to me, this would have been his greatest feud. This would have been Magnum TA's greatest feud. This would have been Nikita Koloff's greatest feud because this could have been a money feud. You talked about the chase. Nothing like a monster heel and in in not only in like a superpower, but representing a different country from the from around the world. And you can already book that Gorbachev was getting ready to put a parade for Nikita Koloff and all this stuff. Ivan Koloff missed out on, on this money feud with Nikita Koloff against Magnum TA. All this, this money, this to me is this about money. This would have been at least, we would have done an episode. I, I might do an episode about greatest robberies, but I would have said that this would have been a greatest robberies, like maybe a three or four year Southern wrestling storytelling feud. What's the about that? Because it, it would have been Owen British, how Owen beat Brett. And then mm -hmm. he won the world title, so now Owen's number one contender. Hogan, Warrior Rude. Rude beat Warrior for the IC title, so now he's got to be the contender for the world title. It would have been that. So, yeah, I don't think Nikita ever turns babyface, at least not then. Uh, mm -hmm. I think inevitably you have Nikita and Magnum as a team, the way Nikita and Dusty were. Um, mm -hmm. But the career killer for Nikita Koloff was the buzz cut. The second that dude grew his hair, he oh. was done. He, he was off the gas. He looked terrible. And he has... Well, again, he had... He, he, had, singlet. he had family issues in 88, and then the buzz cut His also compounded died. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mandy. Um, he had arguably the worst singlet in the history of wrestling because it was a permanent wedgie because it didn't have shorts. It was like a Speedo with straps, and it was always running up his ass, and it was hard to watch him wrestle. And when he got the flap top, it was over. But he nobody, like, uh, but nobody cared when he was bald and he was big. So right, I'm just saying, he was a I'm monster. Just, yeah, that's what I'm Once saying. He got skinny and got the buzz cut. You're like, dude, is this someone's substitute teacher? Who is this guy? Uh, but I'm just saying that we missed out on a money feud. We missed yeah, out on maybe Magnum's first maybe chase chaser for the belt if he was the heavyweight champion or all this stuff. And they would have told that story like you just said. He beat him for the U.S. title, and of course, Nikita wants more. He wants more money and all that stuff. Reflection. So that's where I go with that. Again, it's, it's a it's a funny situation right there. Again, and then let's put a wild card into it. You know, again, the American dream. Dusty Rose always. I'm not gonna say. Well, he he's smart. He's a smart businessman, but he's also a smart wrestler. He latches on to the hot young thing. He latched on to Magnum TA. Sounds like were, your DMs. No, that sounds like Big Ray's DMs. But again, neither here oh. nor there. But he latches on to the next to the hot thing, and that was Magnum TA, and they were called America's Team Reflectionites. He latched on to Nikita Koloff, and they became the superpowers. He latched on to the Road Wars, and they were six man tag team champions, and all this stuff. So he latched on to the Horsemen, and that was his kind of like career uh, defining moment Nemesis. with his his choker. Yeah, but again. 
He latched on to top tier people in it. So what say you about the American dream? He booked Rhodes? himself in the main event. That's what you're telling everybody. <laughs> I'm being fair here, but what say you about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes? Because again, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you that, and it would be huge, especially down there. It would probably be bigger. Eh, maybe not bigger because Hogan was more national, mm-hmm. um, not just southern. Uh, Dusty Rhodes. Magnum is the man and everything works out. He's babyface, he's drawn. Dusty Rhodes turns on him and becomes a heel. And that's one of Magnum's feuds is Dusty and Magnum. Maybe even Dusty joins the horseman instead of Luger. Now Luger was already a horseman by 86, wasn't he? No, it was it was still Oli. Oli uh, got X. So Luger, out. maybe Luger's not the horseman that replaces Oli. It's Dusty. If 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 everything works out with Magnum. You know, which would it, be heat. That would be heat. It's a funny quandary reflection. I say, but again, everybody talks about Magnum. That's what it is. We wanted to go a different direction because Magnum affected so many people in so many ways. So with that being said, TW, let's start with this because we know where it was going. The the promos were there before before the October. What was the date of the accident? October fourteenth, eighty six. October fourteenth, eighty six. They were WCW Saturday night. 605, he was glued there for the two hours on TBS, and of course, Magnum TA and Ric Flair were doing face-to-faces with uh, David Crockett or Tony Schiavone doing the interviews and all that stuff. So we already know where it was setting up for Thanksgiving weekend of 1986, TW. So we already know, well, we're going to do it in two different ways, because you actually said that he might lose. So I want to start there first, because you say in your humble opinion, the money's in the chase. So we're going to go no, in that. That's not my opinion. That's their opinion. Well, I'm, I'm just saying what it is. The obvious. You, you, you're quoting the Southern wrestling philosophy. You're quoting the Vern Gagne philosophy and all that stuff. So, you know, again, most people start with Magnum TA winning because it people thought it was just so predictable that he had to win and become the guy. So let's start with that scenario that Magnum TA gets the shot at Star, you know, Night of the Skywalker, Star K86. So I'm gonna, I'll give you the logistics of 87 TW because there is no pay per views. It's still closed circuit. The next uh, event would be Bunkhouse Stampede 87, January, Great American Bash Tour, and then Star K87. So there's nothing in between. There's no fall brawls. There's no capital combats. There's no clash of champions. That's not until 88. So I'm just giving you the logistics there. So this way, when you start you know, doing your fantasy booking, certain events are not you know, invented just yet. But I'm just giving you that logistics. So right now, Madam TA is challenging for the title, and he comes up short. So TW, how would, where, how would you actually keep this train going of the story of him chasing the nature boy? Woo! Ric Flair. You, you get you, the ultimate and- payoff. You end up with him getting hosed, obviously. He doesn't lose clean because otherwise he's done. Mm-hmm. But he loses from chicanery, goes on somehow in the bunkhouse brawl, whatever. That's a battle of the roar, right? Yes, the bunkhouse stampede. He wins that to get white hot again, beats Flair in some kind of non title WCW Saturday night thing, or 
doesn't beat him in 30 minutes. Maybe that's even how he doesn't win at Starcade is that it goes the distance and he just doesn't win because it's a draw. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it oh wait, I forgot, I forgot to add one event too in '87, Jim Crockett uh, Senior Memorial Cup, where they give that kind of championship shot. Yeah, but my thing isn't that wasn't that in the fall? No, that was in the spring. Well, then it could have been there if there wasn't a Great American Bash closed circuit event yet. Because I was thinking he'd win that Great American Bash. That would be. I actually agree with you. I think you 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 set up the story where the chase goes to Great American Bash. I would actually do what you're talking. Well, I do the fuckery in uh, Thanksgiving Starcade. I would do the draw, draw. at Jim Crockett Rocket. Senior Memorial Cup, where where that was that night where Ric Flair defends the title, and then you know, or you could have been like. Or he, you could do a different kind of fuckery where the referee was down because they always did that kind of finish where he goes over the top, but then another referee comes and then you know they do the 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 he could have done the belly to belly and people would have gone crazy, but then the other referee like Tommy Young would have been like no no no, Magnum hit hit the shit out of me and knocked right. me out. He's, he's disqualified. Disqual- he's disqualified. And that then would have been beautiful. That would have been beautiful. And again, yep. he could he could. He could taste. taste the, he yep. could taste the championship, and he's balloons like, would have dropped like Luger. And they were like, yeah. no, 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 no. He's disqualified. I think with this story, because sometimes within the history of TBS and the relationship between Ted Turner and the NWA, because Ted Turner loved the NWA because that was his baby. That was his like ratings winner, no matter what reflection. I said, that's the truth. The numbers support my my sentiment right there. And Ted Turner loved T- love uh WC well, not WCW, but the NWA. NWA. You know what yeah. Crooked. I think I think even I think even in 1987, if Magnum TA did not have that car wreck, and like you said, we're we're trying to build it towards a great, uh, what is it, Great American Bash? Yeah. To, for the final payoff, I think maybe they might have done a special two-hour event, like a Saturday night's main event, or like a Clash of Champions clash, before, yeah. like a Clash before they even called it the Clash. They would have gave them a two-hour, but I don't think. Isn't it been that like, what the uh, bunkhouse was? Was the thing that they did like to rival the Royal Rumble? No, no, they just had the bump. That was the, that okay. was just the, a dusty thing. But you know, but I like what you said. Like he wins the bunkhouse brawl just to get his momentum back. It's right. not like he was going to get a guaranteed shot, but he was just right. trying to prove his point. But yeah, I'm he just, just saying be white that, hot again. Like, yeah, he wouldn't, he he white- wouldn't question why he's getting another crack at the title. Right. But I think Ted Turner would have allotted two hours for NWA just to, and you could have had like. Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA against Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard in the main event of the two-hour special. And guess what, Reflection Knights? Magnum pins Flair in a tag team match just to keep the momentum going and just to keep uh, you know, the train going and keep the story going. Like Magnum TA is so close and so ready to beat the Nature Boy Ric Flair that and those Southern fans would go banana, man. They they live for that stuff, man. It, it was there was some good memories of watching that stuff where, where the crowd reacts to that. Like, ah! <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. I miss that. So with that and TW, you already booked it set that he wins it at great American bash 87. You know who already would be the fall guy right now. And I just think about it right now off the top of my head, Ronnie Garvin, all that momentum for Ronnie Garvin would have never happened because right. they would not have created that story. Magnum would have, would have had the celebration and we would not have went with that, I guess, the mistake. 
September oh, 25th, 1987, Cobo Hall, Ronnie Garvin beat Ric yeah. Flair for the title. First time they ever came to Detroit. Well, that September 25th show would have been Magnum TA defending the title at the Cobo Hall. So you missed out on that. That in your in our scenario of the what ifs, it would have been that the that first casualty is Ronnie. <laughs> the first casualty And is, that's what I mean. That's one guy Flair wouldn't have dropped it to and won it back from would have been Ronnie. Well, and I do say this. He wins that belt at Great American Bash. We end up at summer or the one where Ronnie Garvin lost it to him. Tully or Tully. Magnum is losing the belt to Flair back to Flair at Starkid 87. You would go from let's say the the pillar of the payoffs. Winning at Great American Bash 87, let's say a steel cage match right. between him and Flair. And then in 1987, Starcade, that dude, Ronnie lost I, it a month and a half later. He needed, but but the business, uh, this it was a business decision more than just like reflect. I don't th- again, to me, in my humble opinion, if you was booking Magnum TA to be White Hot to be Hulk Hogan, I'm not saying that Magnum TA was going to be the champion for four years straight, right. but you want him to lose that momentum, it it, it would have felt it's what they do. Felt cheated? I I feel like. Whether he wins it at Summer or SummerSlam, whether he wins it at Starcade '86 or wins it at Great American Bash '87, Flair's winning it back at Starcade '87. I think it's already booked a year ahead of time. They did it every single year, and no one caught on. Flair always lost his belt to somebody and then won it back from the same guy, all within that year of the meetings. And I absolutely believe Flair's winning it back from him. And that that that's the first one that's changed. Now you got him as a casualty versus Ronnie Garvin. And then the next time he loses the belt is to, to Steamboat, right? 89? Who? Oh, Flair? Flair. Yeah, Flair didn't lose the belt until 1989 with Steamboat. After Garvin, he lost it to Steamboat. I think that still happens. Because um, here's the other thing. This is unfortunate. This is the, the way of the land in, in 1986, 87. Magnum, they're going to build him up to be that white hot and all that and then lose the bell back to Flair. And they're going to turn on superstars. Magnum TA is going to come walking out as Pistol Pete or something else. He's going to come walking out because they would have lost him. I'm just, I'm just saying because, again, in my opinion, because – you, we build up a great story with Fla- with right. with Magnum and Flair from Stark '86 to Great American Bash '87. It's just I'm more dumbstruck with you saying that he should lose it to Flair in Stark '86. I said would. Either he way, I don't, no care what, I don't care. I don't care what. I don't care what adjective, what verb, what noun you pick. But you're saying that Flair is going to win at Stark '87. I'm just I'm just awestruck. Again, to me in my head. Maybe you want to give uh, Magnum TA a year run from Great American Bash 87 to Great American Bash 88. You could lose it to that players. That's how they operate. Maybe that's not how they operate. Dude, but again, go back year by year. Every year, Flair lost a belt to someone and won it back except for 88. The only difference, I, I agree with your, what you're saying, but, but for only one person, that was Dusty. Because Dusty was smart enough to say it was, it was, there was more money in the chase. Kerry Von Erich was... It was a business decision because he wasn't the, he wasn't trustworthy. Ronnie Garvin was a business decision because they were losing money with him with as the champion. And the Harley Race thing, he was already on his last legs as the champion. He was already reaching, you know, we already got everything out of you. So again, Ric Flair, like you said, he's the voodoo priestess. Ric Flair Shango was in the right place 
at the right time for the right situations in, in getting multiple championship reigns. But again, neither here nor there. So with 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 that kind of scenario out the way, TW, which is a great scenario because we actually booked it pretty good from that standpoint. I kind of disagree with you on the Starcade 87 thing, but again, this is your booking, so I'm going with what you're saying. So now we will I go. wouldn't book that. I would not book that. I'm telling you, they would book that. I'm just saying. You're saying That's how they roll. You're saying that I would put it on them. At, I would put it. I don't even know. Was this move the bulldog? What are you talking about? Or like flying leg clothesline or something. Belly to belly. Belly to belly. Oh yeah, the belly to belly. I I like the belly to belly as a quick finisher. Uh, but I think if I'm booking it, I'm booking him to win at Starcade '86, and I'm booking him to win clean and decisively, like submission, whatever. Because he made Tully tap. So he could have made Flair tap the same way. And then he would have two out of the four horsemen have tapped out to his ass. And you could just throw Ole and R into him as title defenses and make all them tap. And he would be the most over guy in that company. That's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And and again, Dusty would have turned on him 100%. I would have booked that. Uh, and he would have gone over on Dusty. You're going in, you're going into a very different situation. I'm just trying to keep it within no, the parameters I, of what we're saying. saying. I would have booked him to, to lose to Flair. I would not have booked him well, to lose Well, again, but – you, where I'm going, where you're going with this, is the different scenario because now right. we have to at least give him maybe a two year, maybe a year to two year run at the most. I'm not saying that it would happen. Be full. Yeah, it would be a year. full year too. It would be awesome. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying because we have to go with the scenario. We have to go with the the what if scenario. He wins it at Star K86. You know, Dusty Rose is throwing, putting the champagne over his head. You know, all, all the good guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Lance, well, not Lance Russell. Bob Cottle is, you know, getting drowned with champagne because Magnum T.A., you know, is drinking with Dusty Rose and everybody else and all that shit. So the thing is, T.W., he wins it at in Star K 1986. Who does he start his first reign against? Does he start with the rematch Fair. against Rick? Yeah, no, 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 no. Fun. Again. We already you already talked about the scenario, and I'm trying to say it right now because we're bookers right now. We would have intense booking meetings going until. And let me just say this: we would have intense booking meetings until 3 a.m. because we would. I'd probably be saying, you know what? I want to, you know, tap while the iron is hot, as they say, as that old saying goes. We got Nikita. We got that story right now. We don't need flair for the obligatory rematch we could say i could save that as my trump card if you will reflectionites we got nikita call saying i beat Shitota. i beat magnum so easily for the united states title he would bequeath the title he'd be like i want to put my he would actually say i'm giving this up to get my shot i'm the number one contender and do all that shit i would start with nikita Koloff first so this would be the litmus test for magnum ta to to you know you know Get over his demon, if you will. He didn't get over the hump. That's the word I'm trying to look for. You have to start with Nikita. That's just my humble opinion. What say you? I would say Nikita for the Great American Bash. Especially it's USA versus Russia. Great American Bash. I would save it for that. What okay. I would do immediately is, is have Flair bow his head in defeat and, and walk off and totally stand up and go, Give me a shot at him. I beat him before. I'm going to take it. Let me do it. And Tully would ha- he would be the first job guy, basically. And then after he loses, you can feed him Arn. You can feed him Oli. And then Nikita can attack him like Terry Funk did 
flair and then bump to the head of the line and then you set up Nikita for Great American Bash. But I would have Tully be the first one because you're 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 also tapping in to history. You're you're you had that feud with Tully that he won. So Paul mm-hmm. Tully's still pissed about because he I never said I quit. He could come in saying that again and you have a nice little run with those two. And then save Nikita. Because you don't want Nikita losing right away. You you there you know some days champions win it and lose it right away. Ronnie Garvin, we just mentioned him. But mm-hmm. you 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 don't want to waste Nikita on him when you already know he's not losing on his first title defense. So you've already Nikita is someone you think, holy shit, this guy's gonna beat him. But in the back of your head, you know it's not gonna be in his first title defense. For example, right. modern day version of that is I was all in on Chad Gable beating Gunther, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew how close he was to that record. I knew he was not beating him, right? And I think everyone knew that. And so you don't want to waste Nikita having him be the the first Fed guy to him, you know, not Federation, Fed like the pipeline. And okay. I think Tully's perfect. He's you're sticking with the horseman. So we're going we, we're going with Magnum TA fused the horseman. He kind of like takes the mantle from D- Dusty. So now right. he's the champion, and he's got all – he's got the four horsemen. He's got the four, the four vultures, if you will, reflection. This elevates at- Tully because he's always been second banana to Flair. Flair's mm-hmm. got his tail between his legs. He's upset that he lost. Tully's like, let me at him. Let me at him. Now, for the next couple months, Tully's the guy. And then after that, because it's, it's a long way between Starcade and Great American Bash, you could have him lose – and then Flair attack him afterwards, and Flair going, I'm ready for my rematch. So it almost looks like Tully was there to soften him up so that when Flair got his rematch, he wasn't 100%. You know you, what you I mean? Don't, you, you don't want him beating Tully and then the greatest world television champion, Arn Anderson, getting a crack at him? Well, he would already be beating the greatest world television champion and Tully if he would have done that. But We already know the greatest Arn world television like, Arn and Ollie can be like every other Saturday night WCW episode. They can just be already in the ring. Ollie. You see the vitriol in his voice? You can sense it when I say the greatest world television champion of all time is Arn Anderson, and he's just he's just dismissing it. Sheer bias. So in that instance, you want Tully to get the the hot program next, which I'm fine with that. That that's okay. So you don't want him to like go the levels of the until he gets to the final level boss. Because again, with the four horsemen story, Luger is coming, laying in the weeds because he wants to be an alternate. Because then you actually have would have been money too. Luger versus Magnum. Yeah, that's what I'm. Luger turns babyface as soon as he did. If if Magnum's still there, they don't need him. That is actually true. I mean, they they waited until. There's so many guys whose careers will get backburnered, and top the two top guys are Lex Luger stays a heel. And Barry mm-hmm. Windham doesn't get the spot that he gets for years later because of the Magnum effect. That's because very, he, yeah. That's very voodoo. That's very voodooish right there. That's Magnum Shango right there. That's Magnum T A Shango because he he is changing himself. Yeah, he's right. going to be the guy. He's changing the course. Everything they of did wrestling. was to make Barry the guy. That's why Luger turned on him. It didn't work. Then they had Barry turn on Luger to make him the guy. It didn't work. And just no one ever filled the void left behind by Magnum. And okay. from, so if from he's the, there, there's no void to try to fill. Okay, from the standpoint, like I told you, there's the bunkhouse stamp, stampede in 87, the Jim Crockett Cup, Great American Bash, Starcade 87. 
go ahead, TW. Which way, which direction are you going with Tully? Like, Tully, get, because then Magnum doesn't need to be in the bunkhouse brawl. He's right. the champion. So right. he's defending the title at bunkhouse brawl against Tully. So how long here's would you want I, him? Here's what what would I, you do? Tully is the guy leading up to bunkhouse beats him. Between there and and Great American Bash, just no, no, beat Jim him Crockett, somebody. Jim, Jim Crockett, it, that's what I'm just saying. Yeah, okay, the Crockett thing. Crockett thing is going to be Dusty and him versus Nikita and Ivan, right? To, to, to start setting up the Nikita Great American Bash. And oh, then the Great okay. American you wanna, you Bash. Want, oh, so you kind of like, you want Tully to get the Thunder first, and then Nikita then kind of like sprinkles no, there. Tully the first. Okay. Then like just some throwaway defense, like Flair would bef- defeat a half a tag team or whatever on Saturday night. Okay. That'd be Ole or Arn. And then after it doesn't have to be Ole or Arn because you already have Tully. You don't really need all four horsemen. But at some point, maybe Tully, Arn, and, and Ole versus uh, Magnum and the Road Warriors and Magnum, Dusty, and Barry. Uh, so then you you got the Crockett. That sets up the tag team match. Nikita pins Magnum. So now mm-hmm. he's already beaten him for the U.S. title in the best of seven. Three in a row. And then, and then the decisive one. Now he's pinned him in the tag match. So now everyone's shitting their pants thinking he's losing his belt at the at the Great American Bash, right? Because Nikita just has his number. And then he beats Nikita clean. And then right, right after that, to set up Starcade, Dusty turns on Magnum. And then they set up Starcade from Great American Bash for Dusty versus Magnum. So Starcade, That's how his first year would be for me. So, at, so after Starcade 87, you kind of sprinkle in that dust, the dusty heel turn, the Texas outlaw dust no. comes back. Great American Bash 87. He turns on him after he beats Nikita. Oh, you want to wanted set that. up Starcade 87. Like Starcade 87 would be Dusty versus Magnum. Really? Wow. You want student versus teacher that quickly? Yep. Dude, that's that's what the jealous bone has shown is when the student surpasses the teacher. Oh, no, I'm I'm just actually like from that standpoint, like you know, we're we're kind of like abbreviating. We're kind of like putting the microwave in. That's what I'm just saying. Didn't you want to well, let it percolate? Four shows, so <laughs> we're just booking the mains. I, the, I'm just I'm the just TV saying like it's gonna be promos. You know, there's, gonna you be know there's nine. I'm just saying you know there's 1988 where cable is starting to come out in, into. Well, cable. <laughs> Is there TW in, in 87 because Starcade was available on pay per view, you know, distribution? So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you don't want it to percolate to Great American Bash 88 to get to that point. Well, that didn't say the feud at the end at Starcade. It's just it, that's I, where it happens. I Starcade love, was still there. It's the granddaddy of them all. No, it is. I'm just I'm just busting your balls. I'm just saying you 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 kind of percolate. You put you're punching it all in, and I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm lucky. I'm loving it. But, but I'm you saying know, Tully's also, the first credible challenger. Then. No, he, he just the re- beats whoever. Ding the, dongs. Re- the reason I'm saying that is like you said, that sometimes Southern wrestling storylines are longer. Right. That's, that's, that's what it is. So if Tully is getting that first shot at Bunkhouse Brawl, that storyline needs to percolate even, I would even say, to Crockett Cup. So that's that window from January to, let's say, March to April should be long. But that's the problem. Like if, if So I'm trying to give them more, like, substantial like resume winning matches like if if he if if tully takes that long then he's then then he beats tully at bunkhouse and then you save nikita for starcade then he's only got two real big wins for the whole year whereas if he beats tully in january march loses to nikita in march april april may for that uh crockett thing and then beats him in july then just 
beats whoever here and there and then fights fine have dusty turn on him at starcade and then fight him at bunkhouse buck or whatever bunkhouse buck <laughs> bunkhouse brawl man well bunkhouse stampede that's what it Did is you just had a vape no i said oh, bunkhouse you, stampede. you did something i saw i saw a puff of smoke really maybe because i'm hot oh, right now There's i'm hot i'm, I'm hot. funny that went off no i'm just i'm, I'm just What's is that? Tony Khan booking the NWA? Uh, no, that would be Billy I, Corgan. I keep and I his keep, No, no, no. I, I didn't mean it. And I said, did I say NWA? Is Tony Khan booking the NBA? Because no. I keep when I took my daughter to see uh, the Pistons for the first time last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw tickets for Pistons games that say in-season tournament. Yeah, we're doing a new thing this year. Is that Tony Khan book that? Is that for the Continental Classic? What is that for? No, don't 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 insult the in season tournament. It's just like uh it's just like a, w- w- what the soccer does. That's all. Just adds a little more. more. What is it? What is it? What is it doing? It's a it's a t- in season tournament. You win okay. you win the cash prize. You win. So Pistons are playing San San Antonio. I think it said in season tournament. They're, Pistons are already eliminated from the tournament. They they did not qualify. Okay. So now all the other tickets that say in-season tournament, are they out? Are they not playing those games? No, now? those are collector's items. Those are collector's items right now. What do you mean? Those are collector's items. If you hold on to those tickets, they'll be worth something because this is the first year of the in-season tournament. Even though the Pistons are out, but that ticket that has the in-season tournament design. No, but what I'm telling you is there was more than one. I've seen another yeah, they're one. El- they're, they're eliminated. It doesn't matter, but they already do printed they, it out. It doesn't matter. Do they not play that game anymore then? No, they play it. It's still the regular season. It still goes into the into so the regular season. So how does that work? So if the Pistons would have won, the tournament's delayed until the next time they play the team that also won? What if no, they already they, played them? No, no, no. It's, oh boy. It's the round robin system. Okay. It's a group play. That would, right. that's. Pistons were already eliminated. So don't worry about that. I'm, I'm not they, surprised. They still got to play today. Order. They still got to play to qualify for the playoffs in April. They're which not. They're not right now. So that, that's what I'm just but trying you're to. Not under, you're not answering my question. Had mm-hmm. they won, they would have then played who? Nope. I wouldn't know because until every, every, the, it's a so sport. Does that mean they didn't book 82 games because they don't know no, who no, the other opponent is going to be? They, they did book 82 games. Right. But this is a special, this was a special thing right now for November and December specifically. Right. And you had to win and then you had to win by style points. And then this is a different thing. But then, right. you so since they different. didn't win, now they're no longer playing those games. So who are they playing no. instead? Regular season games, but if they would have won, they would have played different people. They would have played in the tournament. They would have qualified for the in-season tournament. But now they play their regular season. No, no ifs, ands, or buts schedule. This is you. Congratulations, you've made the Continental Classic more understandable than than this. No problem. And then you made this booking of whatever even the same thing like a Continental Classic too. So either way, <laughs> we're even. Yes, it is. But anyway, but anyway. Let's try to get it now into another different scenario because, again, I think for me, because with Magnum winning, I like what you said with Tully. I, but again, to me, I go with Tully from what you would call it from the Bunkhouse Stampede to Jim Crockett Cup. You, t- you tell that story because, so again, what are you doing between wait, 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 and I, January? because there's a backstory. Because, again, remember, Tully's 
Tully's the first perfect guy. You know why he's the first perfect guy? Because Magnum made him quit in 1985. Right. You got that story right. told out that. right there. I never it's said gonna, I quit. He's going to say right. that. No, he did say I quit. But again, but again, That's Tully. His story. He's sticking right. to it. Tully is the, the ultimate heel. But you could actually do another I quit match at Jim Crockett. So this way, not only you put Magnum into another level of the Phoenix, but again, if you get Tully Blanchard to say I quit twice to the same man, wow, that's a rubber stamp of approval right there. That's just in my humble opinion. But again, now you go, you're from there. Now you're working your way to the Great American Bash Tours. And again, with the Great American Bash Tours, CW, remember, one year, Ric Flair defended his title in the Great American Bash Tour. Like it was a it was a 30 days and 30, you know, 30 days and 30 nights. Ric Flair defended his title 13 to 15 times in one tour. Magnum might have did a different storyline. He might have said, you know what? I'm the fighting champion. I'm going to fight everybody. He could fight Paul Jones. He could fight Ivan Koloff. He could fight Shaska Walk. You know, those dumb kind of things. But he's giving ding dongs. The ding-dongs, you could say. But I think Magnum TA for that Great American Bash, like you said, you, you throw in some people, it would be like the the Magnum TA Open Challenge Classic. He would give people that you would never thought an opportunity of a lifetime. You could even add Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man just for, the, just for showmanship purposes, and you could show either Magnum TA's maybe compassion or his viciousness because he could beat the shit and the snot out of Jimmy Valley, and I would love it because again, you right. know, Jimmy Valley, Jimmy Valley is under undercover racist. But again, neither here nor there. But again, I'm just going. <laughs> you know it's true. I have the videotape about that. But anyway, I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, again, he but like again, he's Willie Nelson. But again, that tour would have solidified, you know, him being the dude by giving a lot of people. Let's say because you can look at the roster, you could Paul Jordan. Paul Jones, the Warlord, the Barbarian, Shaska Watley, Jimmy Valiant. You could even try the tag teams. You could have done Stan Lane. You could have done Bobby Eaton and all that stuff. You could have done a lot of shit. And you could add Ole Anderson. You could add Lex Luger. You could add Arn Anderson, the greatest television champion of all time. And then after the Great American Bash, now you're working into another program where, like you said, Ric Flair is ready. Ric Flair wants it. It's a year in the making. You know how they would kind of do that storytelling in itself. It's a year in the making, and Ric Flair wants his rematching right there. And then, of course, you have to solidify that to me is, you know, if you don't beat Ric Flair again, you're not a made champion. You're not a made man. You're not the top guy. You're not numero uno. You're not, you know, built after PWI wrestler of the year worthy until you beat Ric Flair again, Reflection Night. And that's what you look at. You got to go see if I got the tag belt on Tully or the TV title on him. You probably got the tag belt because the TV title belongs on Arn Anderson. But again, stunning Steve right there. I don't think I have another one. I'm just saying you got the you got the television uh, championship on the greatest television champion of all time, Arn Anderson. But anyway, neither here nor there. But again, to me, the solidification TW would be a year in the making. Ric Flair, Magnum TA two, and Magnum TA wins. And your dusty thing. You could actually play off that that angle to me after the bunkhouse because I think I could do this. Magnum TA goes into the bunkhouse stampede. Doesn't have it. There's no cha- there's no challenger, no credible challenger for him. But you know how they do these these qualifiers to to go into the you know to go into the bunkhouse stampede finals. It's him. It's Dusty. He eliminates Dusty. 
because there's friends. It's respect. It's all that stuff. It's it's five hundred thousand dollars. It's a million dollars and all that stuff. And like you said, the eyes of jealousy, the eyes of envy, the eyes of you know all that stuff. Or do I still have it? Have I, or do I, either that, either that too? Either do I still have it or? But who are you saving for the main event for Starcade, which is their big show? Nikita? No, I already did eighty-seven. I did Ric Flair. Oh, you're you're talking 87, 88 Yeah, yeah now we get an eighty-eight. You know, and all that okay. stuff. But your storyline for Dusty percolates starts from Jan, starts from the bunkhouse, and then you save it to the Great he American. He could Dash turn on him at the Crockett Cup. There you go. There you go. Every, everything, everything. The American dream and the great American bash. It's his show. It's his town. And he's the bad guy. And he's going to get booed. And Dusty's going to lose. There you go. You see, that? There, there's. that's why I'm, I'm trying to give him long-term booking. I'm trying to give him a long range. Well, I wasn't having him lose to Dusty at Starcade, damn it. I'm just, I'm just saying you was a little bit too uh, microwave. How long are you giving Ric Flair off? He loses at Starcade. Is he, well, he off? So, well, you know what? Because you're asking that question, now we go into a different scenario because, again, we have to ask the business end. Because, again, do you think – we have to play devil's advocate here, TW, because, again, Jim Crockett wasn't good with money. But, no, we, it's true. He spent a lot, but he didn't get the returns back because, again, he was selling out the stadiums for his Great American Bash tours. He was selling out the Omnis. He was selling out, you know, Greensboro, North Greensboro. Carolina. Baltimore. He, was, he was selling out those coliseums, TW. So, it, you know, he it wasn't a problem with drawing 10,000 people. Again, I don't know about the, the B-towns and the C-towns, like you talk about with, like, Hogan and shit like that. Maybe they draw dick from that shit. But if Magnum's not on the card, why go to the BC show? Why go to the C-town? But, again, neither here nor there. But we got to ask ourselves, if Magnum TA, because you, you, you kind of, like, said it in the beginning, but do you think even as Magnum TA is the heavyweight champion of the world, even if Magnum TA can be pushed to the moon by Jim Crockett and Dusty Rose behind the scenes, does NWA have the financial uh, smarts, if you will, to keep the train going and not get, you know, not lose a lot of money so this way Ted Turner comes in and saves their asses? What say you? I think if they if they book him right and they, he's champ and they put him in the right places, like doing promos, you know, like, uh, what do you call it, public appearances i think you put them on tbs in a sitcom you do all that shit and it's it's all good and i think the money comes in and they they finally smart not realize it's not the chase it's it's putting it on a guy who can carry the cart and i love carrie i got him over here too um uh, but carrie you know he he, he had his demons man mm -hmm. there he is carrie which is WCCW heavyweight championship. But Kerry wasn't the guy. Clearly, Ronnie Garvin wasn't the guy. I think there's people still stunned that they put the belt on Ronnie Garvin, including myself. I will say this. It immediately made me like him because he mm -hmm. beat Ric Flair, right? So, right. But all, all it would take is if, if Magnum drew. And if all of a sudden, instead of the Greensboro Coliseum, they're in the... Whatever the arena is, that's bigger than the Greensboro Coliseum. If they're moving, no, the Greensboro Coliseum was the Madison Square Garden of the Carolinas. That that was that. Yeah, and so the damn Carolina Hurricanes came there and they built an actual arena. 
That's in the 90s and the 2000s, man. You're I'm going, saying, wherever the saying. hell he was, if, if, fine. It doesn't have to be Greensboro no more. They can move it to... No, no, I, I, I think you're saying, like, if they go to... Maybe they would go to the Los Angeles. They would go to Vegas. Right. They would go to Chicago yes. more and, and it, all exactly, that Exactly, because that's what they always wanted to do. They tried Detroit. They tried Chicago. Chicago was... Uh, that's where the steamboat stuff was. Chi-Town Heat or whatever it was called. But mm-hmm. it wasn't successful. I think Magnum would have been, especially if they marketed him right he he had it man the guy dude magnum pi is not a great show i love it it's part of my childhood but it's fucking women want to look at that dude every week is why they watch it it's tight ass nut hugging jeans all that if they do that with magnum this is it all comes down to this vince would have that's the bottom oh, line yeah vince, vince would have and if vince would have if, if Magnum T.A. was under the guise of Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon would have booked him for Saturday Night Live. Vince would have booked him for Regis and Kathy Lee. I get you. Or David Arsenio. Letterman or, or, or in Arsenio all that stuff. You're right. But again, maybe Dusty is like, you know, we got our train and we got to do it right. Like you're saying, put him on a sitcom. Put him on a TBS sitcom. It's a little bit small. It's a smaller venue. You, I understand that. But it's a start because TBS is one of the is the number one. It's a southern level. regular channel on their right. like regular TV, but we're right. getting it up north. So we're like, well, who's this dude? I'm telling you, he's he had it. There's no denying Magnum TA had it. And if you get enough eyeballs on him, five out of ten people are like, hey man, I'm gonna come watch these guys wrestle because I want to see that guy live. Yeah. And women, yeah. obviously women. Like I said, like you said, cougars. Cougars wanted him. It was dinosaurs not, now. They were cougars when they were in 86. But the, but they were there, and they were hollering for Magnum TA, and that's no lie. You could go back to I the I still tape think here. inevitably Vince takes him. And I, I got a question for you. Another what Shoot. if. It's more of a how come. Mm-hmm. How come? Because none of them had contracts, right? How come there were so many people... Contracts started coming in late 80s, but, but it, like Arn and Tully went there and then quit after a year, gave their notice, whatever. That's mm-hmm. how it used to be. You come in, you wrestle to them until you gave your notice or they told you they didn't want you. How come it was always someone going to WWF from the South, but it was never anybody going to NWA walking away from WWF? Obviously, guys went there once WWE was done with them. But I'm saying, how come no one ever just said, I'm out, and went to WCW? Steamboat kind of did it. But he quit because he was mad that he lost the belt to Hong Kong Man so soon after winning it. So mm-hmm. he was the first AEW gruntle. Uh, but uh, but how come that was the case? If none of these guys were contractually bound to stay in WWE, why did they all stay there and not head back to Crockett? It had pay, to be more pay, money. The payoffs were better in WWE. They had to be. Yeah, because something the, kept them there. Because they it was the, it was the Hogan factor because Hogan wherever. If you was booked on a Hogan show in a right. Hogan town, your payoffs were exponentially greater. Right. Than, <laughs> but in the Southern territories, <laughs> and you could go with the Jim Cornette podcast because he could tell you right now, him and the Midnight Express were making a lot of money where they were on the card. And they mm-hmm. were not the main event tag team. They were maybe mid-card, but they were upper mid-card. And they were making maybe 150 200K a year. Even in the in the peak of, of like 86, 87, 88, where even it was like Ted Turner was looking at the books like, why is the Midnight Express making all this money? But they were making money. So, you know, and Ric Flair was making money. So, you know, again, it, it goes with the payoff, but it goes with where you are on the card. But 
I think the difference is on the NWA scale, if you're very lower tier, your money, the money was smaller than if you was on a Hogan card and you was on the lower tier because the money, right. because they'd be like, wait a minute, NWA mid carders are getting this and I'm on the, I'm, on, I'm the curtain jerker. I'm getting this as a curtain jerker. I would stay in the WWF right. and WWF was doing, I think more shows yearly than the, than the NWA. I think I don't, I'm not too sure, but if you're doing like 300, let's say you're doing the 310 days in comparison to maybe NWA doing, I'll give you a nice number, 270. I want 40 more paychecks, TW. I, that's right. just me. I'm just, it's the economics, you know, and that's more hotel rooms. That's more hood rats. That's more ring rats or whatever the case may be. So WWF is for me for that sake, for that reason. So let's, you know, I think we did, we did good on this one, TW, in my humble opinion of this weather, because we put in a lot of scenarios and we kind of at answered a lot of questions but now let's put a bow on this and i want to ask you tw in a scale let's put this what if on a different scale and, and not about who you know his greatest opponent and all that stuff but let's say magnum ta because magnum ta said he was not gonna he's he wasn't gonna fall into the trap of rick flair fighting till he's 70 years old he had an age range that he was gonna quit he had an age range that he said i wasn't gonna wrestle until uh, maybe i was 40 so i don't know how old he was in 86 I think he was late 20s, maybe early 30s. I don't know. I had to look him up. All right. Well, let's just say let's just say TW was 31 in the 1986 with the accident. All right. I know you're Googling it right now. So you're going to do the math. Right. Are you? Are you yeah. doing that right now? OK, so let's say he's 31 TW. So in 86. So he's got nine more years. So from 86 times nine, that's uh, 97. He, he was, was 27 in June of 86. God damn, he was too he was too young. So let's say so then he would have 13 years. So that from 86, he would have fought maybe till 99. So let's give it to the 95, because I think he would probably want to quit there. He would have quit before the Monday Night Wars would have came into fruition, if you will, Reflection Nights. So let's say from 86 to 95, TW, what say you about Magnum TA uh, in the hierarchy of wrestling? Where do you see him from that standpoint? Maybe in our scenario, winning the title in, let's say, Stark 86, or in your scenario, getting the payoff at Great American Bash 87. What say you, TW? Where would be on the hierarchy in, like, his pro on the priority of wrestling from less 86, from 86 to 95? 95? Yes. I, I think, unless they made him an offer, he couldn't refuse. If he ends up winning that belt, if he ends up, you know, headlining and doing all that, I think. Absolutely 100% he ends up in WWE. There's no – they'd have to really, really talk him. Unless he was a guy of loyalty like Sting who was mm -hmm. like, nah, I'm sticking around here. Um, I don't know if he had a you, family. You think that if, if Magnum TA w did not have the car crash, Vince would have went after him first before Ric Flair? 100%. Oh. No, he always wanted Flair, but no. he wouldn't have been able to get Flair. This is okay. why you get the other guys is because you can't get Flair, so you're taking these other guys – so you're thinning Flair's talent pool, so Flair inevitably wants to come there. You know, it's like seeing Punk, right? You, mm -hmm. you got this promo he does on AEW where it's just all sour grace and shitting on WWE. The whole thing was that, and of course the crowd's eating it up because that whole crowd is anti-WWE. And then he does the promo on WWE on uh, Raw last week, and it wasn't like everyone wanted him to be the same way he was on AEW. But he said one thing that stood out to me. He said every week, in and out, every week, the competition here is the best in the world. Like, 
he, he turned it into him saying he's the best. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, laid, he, he, had, he had Easter eggs he was laying out there that you had to catch. I got you. Yeah. But no, no. What I'm saying is he's not wrong. Like, the, the, the absolute consummate professionals, week in, mm-hmm. week out, night in, night out, are in WWE. I don't, I don't care if anyone disagrees with that. The people down in AEW, God bless them, they may be great indie wrestlers, but they're not professionals. And mm-hmm. leader among them is John Moxley, and I'll call him that. He's still Danny Ambrose to me. Uh, uh, Edge comes in. Adam. I Adam. I don't understand. Adam's a year older than me, or six months older than me. You got Brian Anderson, who's close to my age. You got Christian, who's my age. Why is it these guys at that age go there and giggle like children because they get to say shit on TV? And then Adam says, go fuck yourself. And the idiots working that show bleep out a minute later. After he's already said it and thrown the mic down, they don't bleep it for another 30, 40 seconds. Like, oh, shit, I better make it at least look like I tried. And I just don't. They're just not professionals. They're not. They're not, you know, like I like MJF, but we both know if you put him on Raw or SmackDown, He's not allowed to say half the stuff he says. It's all cheap, Pete. It's all vulgar. It's all that stuff that I don't get. But when you when you're there and you come out, the the greatest meme of all time was his face, and it said, "Why are there people on the hard cam side?" That that kind of I don't care how big Wembley Stadium was. That's once a year. These guys on Raw and SmackDown come out to uh, arenas that are just absolutely bursting. Every week. No but, what that what. Do, but what that got to do with Magnum? I'm saying Magnum TA is that guy. He, The South is the South. It's fun. It's all good. But okay. if you want to go to where, like, wow, this is where it's at. Every single guy that's ever done it, Flair included, Luger included, Wyndham, all these guys that have left WCW and gone to WWE or back to WWE, talk about that limo ride to Vince's house and how blown away they are, how the red carpet mm-hmm. was laid out for them, how they were made to feel like a star. They didn't have that feeling in Crockett. Crockett still treated you like it was in a fucking gypsy tent in the middle of a carnival somewhere. Not viciously or intentionally. They just mm-hmm. had that carny mindset, whereas it's a business when you go to Stanford, Connecticut. And there's no doubt in my mind. And the professional, and you're talking about the professional, the professionalism that Vince McMahon does. And, and, who's, and the, who's the longest holdout? Sting. Mm-hmm. And that guy, what's the first words out of his mouth? I should have done this sooner. Because no, they treat actually, you like actually, he re- actually, re- he regretted going. <laughs> no, not his first interviews. He didn't. He might have regretted he, going he regret- AEW. He, everyone, he, knows. he he regretted it. He didn't. He was like Vince McMahon did not respect me. Look at the interviews after. Of he course, re- it's after. That's what I'm telling you. That every one of them says it after. In in there in the in moment, moment should have done this along. I watched those table for threes. You see some real, actual emotion coming out of these guys. Are you sure, or that's just fake for the money? I get it. Dude, I get it's it. three friends talking to Sting, DDP, and Flair, and okay. Sting's like, guys, I should have done this. I, I'm, I'm the most objective man, but don't be a homer for WWE because again, I'm not I'm being telling a homer. You yes, you are. I, yes, you are. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that every single guy who ever was down there and came up there were absolutely blown away by how they were treated. Again, it's professionalism. It's a work environment. I get you, but again, the, the difference is, you know, sometimes you, the grass ain't always green, as they always say. So with that being said, 
we close on this sweater because again, we got more out of it than I even thought. We got subjects out of it that I didn't think we could get to. And I you think, know, there's one more thing we got to add. And what's that? Magnum had that accident and mm -hmm. never once gave up on life. That dude fought back. He wasn't even supposed to walk. He walked a month later and he has been an absolute beacon of hope for people and he's he's been somebody you know there's an old saying god doesn't give us something we can't handle and and i tell people this scar all the time i told the police officer that called to check on me i said listen he gave the scar to the right guy because if someone's going to find something funny to say about it, it's going to be me and it is permanent it's my permanent side part is what i introduce it to everybody who's never seen it before magnum ga is a guy where yeah he probably would prefer to not have been in that car accident but instead of being a, a, a picture of misery and, and down and sad, he, he's Christopher Reeve-like, where he he's used a walking it to miracle. inspiration. He, yeah, he's a, he's a miracle and an inspiration to others who have unfortunately found themselves in the same position. Someone to say, just keep going. And, and, and he did. And exhibit A through Z of the power of prayer. Yep. So and he still... He he's someone I friend requested him on a whim, just thinking, eh, he won't accept it. He accepted it. We don't interact too often. I've never met him in person, but he's active on there and he talks to people. If you write on his post, he writes back to you. He just seems like a really, really grateful human being. Where a lot of us, well, you know, who's to say we'd be grateful so, for So you're gonna like, share you're gonna share this episode, are you? I, I'm gonna let him know, yeah. But I just he, he, he just you know, it's it's. I'm it's, just saying, tag him. Tag he's him, an inspiration, man. He's right. an inspiration, and it's like it's bigger than wrestling. You know, at yeah. that point, and and we could all talk about what would have been if he if he still got to wrestle. But he's done some pretty cool stuff post accident that inspires other people too. I just want him to hear this, but also I want you to share this with him so this way he knows. Uh, yeah, right. And let Magnum right. TA become a Reflectionite because we if he joins, the 13th Reflectionite. Yes, Magnum <laughs> TA becomes the 13th Reflectionite. Join in on the fun, Magnum. That's what we want. So with that being said, we close on this special what if edition of the PWR podcast at the Hami Media at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. What are we gonna do next week, Reflection Nights? I don't know. Maybe we'll do we'll go episodic. I ain't gonna do another what if because I have to think about it. We might do another movie, but there ain't no Christmas movies with wrestlers. I can't think of off the top of my head. I think we covered the gambit on that one. So we might do a spotlight. We might do untap, an untapped potential spotlight. I don't know. Or maybe we might, we might hit up a rivalry, but I have to sprinkle some episodes in before the TW Escapades, his Gay Booty Calls 2024 edition happens. So, you know, we, with that being said, TW, get out those socials so we can get out of here. All righty. The Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at podbean.com. Also, the Hami Media Group can be found at Hami Media Group at podbean.com as well as channelattitude.com. Our show is on the X at PW Reflection. Uh, Big Ray, we couldn't do any of this without him. He's the he's the bells and whistles and the, and the glue that keeps it all together. Well, you're the glue. He He's the one that takes the stuff that you glue together and, and promotes it for us and fixes it up, shines it up at mm -hmm. big Ray Hernandez on every single social media thing. There is, you can find them every Wednesday on the next level podcast. I believe that's live, right? It's live every yep. week, live uh, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. You can find morning. me on Instagram and one of my X handles at Tommy wonder 19 or at the Tommy wonder for another X handle or my TikTok. Snapchat is number wonder, facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. 
And you can find Vito and Noel at the Big Vito Brand or Patreon.com backslash the Big Vito Brand. And you can watch the early release of the reflection video at twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito Brand. And you can find me on my excerpt at PWSOPROF. That's PWSOPROF. And this gets uploaded by A Track Ground. But again, with the circumstances, and we're dedicating this to his gramps we I, I don't expect this episode to come up a little bit on the pwso youtube network it's okay a track you get a pass because we're doing this for your grants but follow my brothers in arms of course i'm talking about a track brown the dirtiest of the city the king of the reactions at the number eight trc trac brown and of course the host of the wednesday locker room billy ray valentine at ob1 you know me and again what are we going to do next week might go episodic might do a rivalries might do an untapped uh potential spotlight might do a movies. I don't know, but I'll keep you on your toes, Reflection Nights. I'll keep you on your toes. That I, I need a request that you find a Christmas movie for us. It isn't Goldberg's horrible movie. We did Santa Hogan, right? <laughs> we did that one. We're, we already did Santa with Muscles with Hogan, and we did Goldberg's horror uh, movie. Those are the only Hogan. two we've done? That's the only two I know. Oh, I got it. Oh, Travis shit. is going to be mad. We'll talk about Either. this off the air. Ah, we got to do it. What? It's either Hallmark or Lifetime. It's a Christmas movie with Chris Jericho that just came out. There is? Yeah, it's just him and his daughter. Oh, God. How do I know this and you don't? I, I, you have AEW tattooed on your butt cheek and you know... You know I don't watch Hallmark, man. I don't, I don't either. Know. I've seen it on the freaking Hustle page or whatever. Oh, I get, no, he was in Vietnam for something. That was a wrestling show. I'll send it to you. I'm going to find out where it is and I'm going to send it to you. You know, you, you do a lot of these things with your memory here. So if th this movie doesn't exist, reflect. It nice does exist. It, I just saw it all last weekend. It was all over. Chris Jericho's if, if, acting debut with his daughter. Okay. Let, let's see if that exists. It's, but again, not, it's probably not Hallmark or Lifetime. It's probably TBS or TNT. It could be. But I, again, I'm not making no promises until I see it. For myself, right. Reflection Nights. But I keep you on your toes, Reflection Nights. I keep you on your toes. That being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful. Thumb Dumb doing its own. The Iron Stomach one. The Tommy one is saying goodnight. And we'll see you next time here at the PWR Podcast at the Hameen Media Group at Podbeam.com. And remember, the greatest television champion of all time. Totally. No, Arn Anderson. Double A, Arn Anderson. With that being said, peace, Reflection Nights. Papa Shango. No, Flair Shango. Flair.